0: Hello everyone, welcome to another church at home service. Thank you so much for being with us and we trust that all is well. In the book of Galatians 5 verse 1 it says, Freedom is what we have. Christ has set us free. Stand then as free people and do not allow yourselves to become slaves again. In other versions it simply says you are now set free from the yoke of bondage. Personally, with all the things going on in my life and around me, my motto has always been break the chains. Breaking the chains of sin, chains that have been passed down from generation to generation in our families, chains that are weighing so heavy on us. So this morning, I want us as believers to be constantly reminded that God has set us free from bondage. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to generational chains and may we be reminded that we are the chain breakers of the world we are set apart when people say you are the tail we say we are the head when people look back we press forward in the book of philippians 3 verse 13 to 14 even though this letter was written in the midst of hardship while paul was in prison in bondage it still shouts victory and joy. For he knew that he was set free. He was a child of God. And he knew this about himself despite the circumstances. So the scripture says in verses 13 to 14, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before I press forward toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So this morning, I would like to encourage you to move forward. God has broken the chains in your life. Do not look back and keep on pressing on. Kindly note that Starting Point is available online. Taking place every Thursday. Starting Point is a short four-week program for anyone wanting to find out more about people's church as well as how to become a member if you're interested kindly sign up on the church center app under the events tab
1: Of eternal promise Stirring in your sons and daughters and revealing heaven's wonders Spirit come Spirit come What you spoke is now unfolded All your children shall be holy.
2: love run over, here and now, let your glory fill this hour.
1: now the world awaits your presence, and this power is within us. let us continue burning for our king is soon returning as we hold to this assurance spirit
2: Field
3: Uh, good morning, church. Uh, I'm very pleased to be sharing with you the offering message for, for, for today. Uh, so for today, we're going to be reading from the, from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16, from uh, verse 16 to uh, verse 17. And it reads three times a year. All your meals must appear before the Lord, your God, at the place, at the place that he will choose, at the feast of unleavened bread. At the Feast of the Weeks and at the Feast of the Booths, they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Uh, verse 17 reads, Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. Uh, for today, I would like for us to focus on uh, chapter 17. Giving as we are able, Very a wonderfully free, freeing thought. We are not being forced to give what we do not have but to give as we are able. What we are getting from the scripture is that every every person shall give, but not everyone can give the same. When we look at the scripture, we notice that it starts by saying, every man shall give, and then it continues to say, as he is able, which means that every person shall give, but not the same as the next person. We should give as we, we are able. It further states that according to the blessings of the Lord your God that he has given you, in other words, uh, what we give must correspond to how the Lord has pro- prospered us. Uh, some months the harvest can be low, some months it can be high, but it is not an excuse for us not to give. We are not being freed from giving. We still have to give, but only what we have decided and able to give. When we look at the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, we learn that God loves a cheerful giver. In my own understanding, uh, giving cheerfully can only come after uh, after having made a decision and not giving under compulsion. Once you have decided what to give, you do it freely and out of heart. Thank you, church.
4: Hello, family. I hope you are all doing well. It's a privilege to be able to share God's word with you. Again, so soon. And if I was playful, I'll say, hello, it's me, I'm back. (laughs) But then again, I just thought I should put a smile on your face. So I really do hope you are doing well. Um, It's good to see many faces back at the in-person services. And there are some that we have not seen yet. And we want you to know that we miss you. And we hope to see you live on a Sunday morning very soon. That being said, let us pray as we go into the Word of God this morning. Father, thank you for your Word that is alive and active. Thank you that your Word is always fresh. Thank you that your Word does not expire. Thank you that you speak into the situations that we find ourselves in. Thank you, Lord, that your Word is timely, and thank you, that it always goes forth to accomplish that which it has been sent to accomplish. So, Lord, as we, as we go into your word right now, we pray that, Lord, you will make your word so clear and so real to our hearts. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Great. So, hopefully, by now, we all know that our theme for this year is built to last. And as I thought about what to share with you today today, I began asking myself, what do I need? What do I personally need right now to face each day and with everything that it comes with? And one word came to mind, courage. You see, if you're wondering what courage is, I also had to search to make sure that I wasn't confusing what I needed for something else. Okay, So I looked up online for three, into three definitions, and this is what I found. According to the Oxford Dictionary, Courage is the ability to do something that frightens someone. It is also defined as strength in the face of pain or grief. The Cambridge Dictionary defines courage as the ability to control your fear in a dangerous or difficult situation. And Merriam-Webster says courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Other words used for fear for courage are bravery, audacity, grit, guts, and fearlessness. And I decided, yes, courage is definitely what I need. You may be tempted to ask, what for? What do you need courage for? And my answer is very simple. To wake up each day and do life. I'm sure, like me, you, as you grow older, realize that Life is not as simple as ABC. In fact, life is tough, and it is tough for everyone. Sometimes we are tempted to think that some people have it easier than others, but the truth is that it is tough, very tough for everyone. Children and adults, the old and the young, single and married, educated or not, Christian or not, life is just hard. And if you watch the news lately, it confirms that no one is having a breeze. So now that that is off my chest, I hope you know that everything I'm about to say right now comes from a point where I believe that we are all going through something in life. And life did not suddenly get hard. I mean, it started in the Garden of Eden when man sinned and God had to send Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. And that is where it changed for all of us. So as I looked into God's word on courage, I started to identify people in the Bible who were identified as courageous or who were called courageous. These were ordinary people like you and me. In fact, they doubted themselves like we do every time when we are faced with life decisions that have to be made. So because life is tough, we are constantly trying to find ways to make it simpler But unfortunately, I don't have good news right now. The bad news is, it's not going to get simpler. Not on this side of eternity anyway. How do I know? Because of what Jesus said in John 16, verse 33. It says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Listen to how the NLT puts it, the New Living Translation puts it. I have told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. And finally, the Amplified Version says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. That's how the Amplified Version puts it. Now, I don't consider myself a Bible scholar. But I try to go back to find the original word used for tribulations or trials or trouble. And the word I found in the original Greek language is called Eclipsis, I don't know if I'm saying it correct, but its definition is pressure. The word pressure can be literal or figurative. Pastor Mondley taught us a few weeks ago that the definition or the meaning of the word Gethsemane, Gethsemane was the garden where Jesus prayed in anguish before his crucifixion. He says that Gethsemane was literally translated a place of pressing. As I read this scripture, I decided... To replace the word pressure. Or replace the word tribulation. With pressure. And I realized that Jesus was indeed. Speaking the truth. Because in this life. We are being pressed. Like he said. Guess what? I do have good news. The best part of course. Is that the sentence did not end there. Jesus did not finish his sentence there. Because if he did. We would have been hopeless. Right? But. There is a word that comes in immediately after that part. And that word is the word but. I've put it in capital letters on my note because whenever you hear the word but, you realize that there is something that is coming after this word that changes everything that came before it. And it's w- if what has said has depressed you, <laughs> if what has said until now has depressed you, then you will be relieved to hear the second half of the sentence. Because the second half says, be of good cheer. Take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, it's like looking at a before and an after picture. If you don't see the before, you will not be able to appreciate the after. And I believe that in some way or the other, we have all experienced or may currently be experiencing the before. The trials, the tribulations, the suffering... That Jesus warned us about. But we need to stay awake long enough to see that there is an after part. We need to stay awake long enough to see what comes after but. So the second half of the, of the, of the, of the instruction says, But be of good cheer. Take heart in other versions or be courageous in another version. Now it's not easy to follow instructions when you feel under pressure. In fact, scientists say that when we are faced with pressure or a life-threatening situation, we either go into fight mode or in flight mode, or into flight mode. What does this mean? It means that when you're faced with pressure, you often have two options. The one option is to run away, or you can face it. Unfortunately, when it comes to life, running away is not an option, and especially if you are a believer. Many people attempt running, they do, falling into addictions that distract us or try to distract us from reality or numb the pain. Some people fall into food or they run into food, they run into drugs, into alcohol, into unhealthy friendships, or even hide under what will generally appear to be a good thing, for example, work. Let me bring it a bit closer home. There may be a lot of tension at home between you and your child or you and your spouse. Now, instead of sitting at home and having very difficult conversations, you stay late at work or you go buy them gifts because we believe that gifts will fix it all. Make the child happy temporarily and everything will go away. But the reality of the matter is that the child needs to sit down and have difficult and very necessary conversations with you. Sometimes people run into having an affair You go and you get drunk instead of facing the trouble head on. Running is not a solution for anything. Except, of course, if you're in athletics and that is what you're doing to get a medal. Now, we are not told that we should run. But what are we told to do? We are told to be courageous, to take heart, to be optimistic, to gain confidence. In what? In ourselves? No. No. In our money, no. In our degree or qualifications, no. We gain courage in the truth that Jesus overcame the world. You see, when Jesus was saying this to the disciples, he had not yet resurrected. But we have proof, we have it written down that Jesus indeed overcame the world. Why? Because he died and he rose again. We just celebrated the resurrection of Christ recently and we continue to celebrate his resurrection. So if he overcame, where does that leave us? Romans eight eleven says the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Oftentimes when we hear the scripture, we hear the scripture in the context of life being given to us after resurrection, after we die and we, we go up to our father in heaven. But here... I was drawn to the fact that it says he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit. Mortal bodies are the fle- is the flesh you have right now. Now the challenge many of us have is that we do not understand the power that is at work within us. We think of this power when it comes to attracting nice things, but the spirit that lives in us, think about it, is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. I mean, how powerful is that? The same spirit that overcame death lives in us as children of God. So this makes us overcomers as well. Another challenge we have is that we often confuse God's instruction as a suggestion. (laughs) Let us look at this verse again. It says, be courageous. Take heart, be confident. It doesn't sound like a suggestion to me. It sounds like an order, you know? Like when he says in Genesis 128, be fruitful and multiply. He wasn't giving them a suggestion. Or in Psalms 46 verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Or when Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves in John 5, he says, Peace, be still, and the waves and the winds calmed down. Or when he said to Joshua, Joshua 1 verse 6 to 9, he says, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people To possess all the land I swore to their ancestors, I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the left or to the right. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate, Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then... Will you prosper and succeed in all you do? This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wasn't that a powerful command to Joshua? I think it was. For me, this carries even more power today. When we are told to be something, it is a charge. It is a command. It is an instruction. And guess what we are being told to be? Be courageous. Courage is what will get us through living in a world where we are surrounded by pressure. Now that we know what we need to be, the question now is, how are we going to be courageous? This is a very valid question and I would like to share with us three main tips to help us become more courageous. The first one is hold on to God's word. What word has God given you? What is God's promise to you? I think of Joseph, Joshua, Esther, and even Ruth when the word courage comes to mind. And I will use them to explain the three, the three tips I have for us today. Firstly, Joseph was given a dream of where he will be. He knew that one day he will be in such a powerful position that people will bow to him. That was God's promise to him. Joshua was told that the Lord was going to be with him wherever he went. So even when he had to go and take over the promised land, all he had to hold on to were the promises that God gave Moses and now the promises that God was giving him. Esther was given instructions by a few people, you know, on her journey towards being a queen. Esther had not had an easy life. Esther was an orphan, we are told. She was being looked after by her cousin, so her cousin is the one that said, prepare, you're going, virgins are being sought, you're going to go there. When she got there, she still had to listen to people who had been placed in charge of her. Someone may be wondering now saying, but Busi, unlike Joseph and Caleb, I have never heard directly from God. And I want to challenge you and remind you that you hear God's voice every day, just like you are hearing it now. This word is what you hold on to. No matter what. You need to constantly filter the voices around you through the filter of God's word. Ask yourself, what does God say about this? Go and search the Bible and ask God to give you a word. Excuse me. No matter what pressure you are faced with, there is a word from God on that matter. Find it and hold on to it. The second tip I'm going to give you is saying, speak the truth. No matter what. It is very easy to say what we are fearing. And I'm not saying be in denial. No. But constantly remind yourself of what God's word says. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Today I'm challenging you. That courage comes by speaking God's word. No matter what. When Joseph was faced with the temptation of sleeping with Potiphar's wife. Joseph had to say no. No. He said, no, because this is not what God had shown him. This is not the, 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 the height that God had promised to raise him to. You know, this is, this is ungodly. This is not who I am. And Joseph knew that this is not who God says he is. Joshua said what God's word said in spite of the size of the giants. Esther spoke the truth to the king, even though she was in the face of danger. He may not have believed her, but she spoke the truth anyway. Show up always. That's my third point. Joseph stepped into every God-given opportunity. Joshua took up the responsibility of leading the children of Israel into the promised land. Even if he had just witnessed his mentor and leader not make it into the promised land. He took up the challenge even though he had seen. God's anger a few times I mean it must have been a scary sight to take over Moses's position and Joshua had seen that he he faces the possibility of also not making it through Esther showed up in the king's presence even if she may have lost her life doing it Esther showed up even though she had heard the story that the one before her chose not to come when the king said come So now she was going to go in when the king had not said go in. She faced losing her place as a queen. But she stood up and she took her place as God's child. Even if it meant that she may have lost the comfort and luxury of being queen. She said in Esther chapter 4 verse 16, if I die, I die. Sometimes it is so scary, but you need to show up anyway. What does this mean practically in our day-to-day lives? One, read God's word as much as you can. Build your tank when the pressure is less so that when the pressure is much, you have God's word to hold on to. Write your biggest worries on a paper and find a promise in God's word on that particular matter. Number two, write down what you are feeling. And instead of saying what you are feeling, speak God's word to yourself aloud even if you look crazy doing it. I do this a lot. There are some mornings where I feel like I can't do this. I'm flat. I'm finished. I cannot, cannot, cannot. I look, in my, I look myself in the mirror and I say, Bible verses. I can do all things. I say, Busi, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. you. know, And I boost my confidence by reminding myself of God's truth. The third point I want to say to you today is take the risk. Yes, take the opportunity Be like Joseph. It reminds me of the song, Spirit Lead Me When My Faith Is Without Borders. You know, that is the attitude we need to have as Christians. Joseph had not even heard the king's dream, but he put up his hands to interpret it. Be like Joshua. Even after seeing the size of the giant still go and march around the wall of Jericho. Six times. Trust me by the third time you and other people are probably thinking this is a crazy idea but keep going for it. Be like Esther. <laughs> Show up. Apply for that job whether you know of people more qualified for you more qualified for it than you or not. You know? Make that phone call. Set up that meeting. Sit down and have that difficult conversation. Delete that number. Yes, some of us need to delete numbers. And stop entertaining that abusive relationship. Just show up in this life and stop doing life from the backseat. I once saw a picture that said, first say yes, then ask is <laughs> Isn't that courageous? And another one that said, do it, scared. Meaning, you do it anyway, even if you are scared. Be like Peter who said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. And the moment he had come, Peter was out of that boat and he was walking on that water. Start walking, even if it's just for a few steps. Jesus is sure to catch you when you do start sinking or when you feel like you are sinking. In the weeks ahead, I believe that God wants us to walk in courage. Courage that is built to last. Jesus commands us to show courage when he says, be courageous. Be of good cheer. Take heart. I have overcome the world. In conclusion, I would like to read two scriptures to you. First one comes from 2 Corinthians 12, 7-8, 9. Paul was speaking here about a thorn that was in his flesh. He says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me. And keep me from becoming proud. Listen to verse 8 it says, Three times, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 to 9, it says, we, ha- we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Verse 8 says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never, never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Today, I would like to pray for anyone who, need, who feels like they need the courage to do life. For anyone who feels like giving up and throwing in the towel. Because you have held on to a promise that doesn't seem to be showing up. You have not seen results yet. And if you are here, and like David, you're saying, Lord, I look to the hills. Where is my help coming from? If that is you, I invite you. To stand with me, yes, it doesn't matter where you are watching from. Well, of course, if you're in a car, you may need to park to the side. But I invite you to pray with me this morning. I invite you to stand up and stop whatever you're doing and say, Lord, give me courage. I need the peace that you promise in spite of trouble. And our God is faithful. He will answer you. He will keep you And he will grant you the courage that you need. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your word. I pray that you strengthen your children right now. I pray that whoever's watching this or listening to this, wherever they are, that they will find courage. They will take courage in you because you overcame. Thank you because you call us overcomers. And we trust you, Lord, that in the days and the weeks ahead, you will give us this courage that is built
0: to last We ask this in your precious name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the service and that in many ways than one, your life has been transformed. Do not forget to register for our in-person church on the Church Center app. Should you wish to join us next Sunday physically, have a blessed and beautiful Sunday.